Yo, 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 you have now entered into the Millennials Lounge. We're your hosts. I'm your boy, Nick. And I'm your girl, Kay. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. Happy Monday! Happy Monday, everybody. We all hope you had a great weekend. Our weekend was okay. It was really emotionally, mentally, and spiritually draining. As you all know, as you all seen, we've lost a great, a legend, gone way too soon. Yes. Chadwick Boseman. Way too soon. Way too soon. Not only was he our Black Panther... But he was a role model for many, both in his fictional character and just being himself. You know, he had a four-year battle with colon cancer. I couldn't imagine what he was going through, but yet he gave us his all. He worked throughout the entire four years. When you think about his career, and I think I think back when I first saw Chadwick as a preteen on Lincoln Heights. Fast forward to 42, get on up as James Brown. He also portrayed Third Grade Marshall. He was in 21 Bridges, which is a phenomenal movie. Defy Bloods, we'll see him in My Rainey's Black Bottom. But he caught the world's attention as Black Panther. Yep. And he made his first appearance as Black Panther in Captain America's Civil War. Then after that, they gave my man his own movie. The Black Panther. Yes. And so many kids, even adults, we went out had our dashikis on and everything. We showed out the entire theater packed, sold out all night, an experience I will never forget. Yes, once in, once in a lifetime experience. And to have someone like him for our generation meant a lot. His story, his background says a lot about who he is as a person. He pursued education from an HBCU, graduated in his mid-20s. He didn't become an A-list actor until 10 years later. 13 years later, if you want to be honest and exact. That's a long time, but yet he never gave up. If there's one thing we learned from him, it's to always pursue your passion and to give it your all. And he spoke highly of that. He always let it be known to find out what you want to do and find pleasure and happiness in that. He definitely did. And to see him fight, we nearly saw him dying in front of us and we had no clue. And I think 
as fans, that's what's so heartbreaking. You know, I know for me, I thought, well, maybe he's losing weight for a role. You know, we knew the five bloods was coming out. Okay, great. But then he still didn't look right. You know, and him being rushed to the ER. I mean, it was all there clear as day. And so many of us would have appreciated a heads up even. But then I respect his privacy. Yeah, he handled it with so much class. He did. You know, and going back to his character, the work is what mattered the most. And he gave us his all when he didn't have to. And him being the Black Panther. Although people don't give Meteor Man enough credit. Meteor Man. Robert Townsend. Okay. He a goat. He is. He definitely a legend. He is. Shout out to Robert Townsend. He is. He definitely gave us the five heartbeats. He is, but but back to Chadwick though. Okay, my bad. And being and being a black superhero. It was something about his character. That we all connected with. His energy that we all appreciated. And while I do not like putting him in the bubble of a Black Panther. So many of us were inspired by that. By what he embodied. And I can't imagine even seeing another Black Panther in the near future. I was pretty upset when I saw it trending on Twitter. People asking about. Well, who's going to play him next? Seeing Omari Hardwick pretending like he's even on Chadwick's level. Did you see that? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. You showed me. Yes, his fans saying he's the last wick standing. And him saying, I appreciate it. That's very egotistical. It is. It is. Egotistical, excuse me. It is. So the fact that you already have people who are already eyeing his position, speaking about who will the next Black Panther be, I am just disgusted by that. But I would hope that Marvel would take enough time and think thoroughly before moving forward with the actual, was it a series? What is Marvel? What is it? A, a trilogy? What What is it? Uh, they are in there. Phase four of their Marvel movies. Okay. But I agree with you. I feel like they should definitely take the time out, maybe redevelop storylines, redevelop it to where Shuri is, is probably next up. Just like the comics, Disney has done a, I feel like Disney's done a good job with the whole women empowerment thing, especially like in the end uh, and end game. Where they had uh, all of the women come together to fight in the battle against the enemy. So I feel like they're, they're I feel like Marvel will do Chadwick. Uh, definitely, they'll do him some just in the midst of it all. They will, and we'll stand by. But until then, we look forward to watching Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Definitely. Got to support. So, for one time, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. We didn't see it coming, although we did see it coming, but we didn't know what was going on.
The good one seemed to go too soon. But it's a blessing to have been able to witness his work. Actors like him of his caliber are very rare. That they are. So to you, Mr. Chadwick Boseman, thank you for everything that you've given us on and off screen. Your legacy has left an long-lasting impression upon generations. You are truly a king and what a king should be. We thank you. Rest in power. Now, other news, Kay. Did you see what happened last week uh, with the NBA? Now, I know that they boycotted because of Jacob Blake's shooting. I understand it. I support it. You know, they definitely made a statement to the world um, and definitely our country and saying that, you know, we're definitely here for for justice and we are against injustice, uh, racism and everything uh, that is taking place within our country at this moment. I just feel like they definitely could have said something in advance because that same night or that same day, excuse me, Giannis won defensive player of the year. They had a... So what did they do? They boycotted. Who did? The Bucks. But they didn't let anybody else know. Why would they? Why not? I feel like if... You are a organization, when I mean an organization, not just uh, not just the Milwaukee Bucks, but the NBA, right? I feel as though if I am the Milwaukee Bucks and I'm in this bubble with all these other teams who have games after us, mm-hmm. they're already expecting to play, but you don't contact mm-hmm. no other, none of the other, excuse me, team captains. From the teams to be like, hey, this is what this is what we plan on doing because of this. I'm sure everybody would have been been in line with it. Are you sure though? Oh, I'm for sure. I, I think back to the phone call when Kyrie made that call a few months ago. Right. To all the old heads. What old heads? Brian Brian. He didn't call LeBron. Kyrie did not call LeBron. Carmelo. He called Carmelo and K D. That was it. No, I thought... Uh, he didn't even talk to Chris Paul. Yeah. No, he did not. D-Wade? Nope. Well, he can't do anything anyways, but... But the issue is, Kyrie didn't call LeBron. He didn't um, call... Are you sure? I'm I sure. thought I heard reports say LeBron was on no. the call, and LeBron said no. I don't believe LeBron was on the call. Mm-hmm. And if he was, he probably did say no. Right. But at the same token, Kyrie did not call Chris Paul... And Chris Paul is the president and the representative for the players in the National Basketball Players Player Association, the NBPA. So how do you have a call with these veterans but not call the player representative of the league you play in? Okay, I'll give like you that. Which is like a players union? I'll give you that one. And I can agree that the Bucks should have contacted their opponent for that night maybe but the entire league you're bound to have not the entire league but like the entire uh, teams who are in the bubble you're bound to at least have one team one player to disagree 
And if that information would have leaked before them walking out, can you only imagine what would have happened? Would the walkout have even happened? Would it have had that impact if everyone was given a heads up? Probably not. I believe it would have. And let me tell you why. Because if you want to have a united front as a league, and you look, but you look at it from your own individual standpoint as a team. But mind you, everybody's there for the same reason. Everybody's standing next to you. Though some people may disagree about the boycott, but you do have those players in those other on those other teams that would have been like, okay. But for the Bucks to go and just boycott without saying anything, when you already have your opponent, your opponent was already out there uh, warming up. Who? The Orlando Magic. Hmm. They're already in warm-ups. Then they find out maybe 15, 20 minutes before before the game uh, is set to start. Well, they aren't going anywhere. That's not the point. Hmm. That's like me telling you, hey, babe, let's get ready to go out on a date. And you already dressed. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to go out nowhere tonight. That's a little different, though. No, definitely not. Because you definitely be like, dang, well, you could have told me you didn't feel like going nowhere. And I did all this. I'm already suited and booted, ready to go. Same thing. The principle is still the same. Okay. I'll give you that. But I feel like Milwaukee walking out by themselves because of what happened to Jacob Blake in the same state of their team, it was only right. That in itself kind of shook up the league. Like, oh, wow. Everyone kind of paused. Like, what what's going on? So I appreciated that. Do I appreciate what happened after that? The playoffs going on pause? Sure. But what action came of that? It was no basketball for 24 hours. That's no action. So it's not no action. It's not enough for me. So, what, what did it do? So you're telling me they should just stop playing? No, but I'm saying that they have so much power as... Or do they, though? They do. Okay. They do, because I couldn't imagine NBA without these players. Were they going to go overseas and recruit? I mean, I mean they they're can, already doing that. You're right, but you can't replace uh, the the people who are known, like Giannis. You can't replace James Harden. You can't replace Russell Westbrook. You can't replace LeBron James. Imagine if all these guys with headliner names stop playing, even for a week. They have so much power in that. That is true. Without they're, them, their, there is no league. Within their likeness. Right. I will give you that one. But they lacked a leader to guide them. They lacked someone to give them that social and political perspective on how they can leverage their power. And who was it? They don't have that person. They need to find that person, whether they're within the league, whether it's Kyrie. <laughs> I don't know, but they need to find someone to help them figure out how can they get what they want, which is justice, while using their platform. The jerseys are nice. The court sides are nice. The public um, announcements are nice. LeBron pretending to read a Malcolm X book is nice. But they have so much power. And I don't think they're using their platform the right way to, to actually get action. So what do you think they should be doing then to actually get action? Because, I mean, 
within the first couple of months after the uh, the lead went on went on pause prior to the restart. There were players out there marching. You had players protesting. What more do you want from them? Because at the end of the day, yes, we are, and they are black men. They are who they are. But at the same token, they are who they are because of what they do for a living. They're making seven plus figures. Are some making six? Some are. So those are the players who I don't think will actually protest for a long period of time because they need the money. But those who are making $30 million a year, I expect a bit more. So you expect them to take more time off and be okay? No. Because you know you get paid. They get paid per game. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you're going to have a a walkout. If you're going to do 24 hours from postponing the game for the playoffs. I think it was like a day. They took a day off. If you're going to do that, do something with that time. But what can they do? They can't leave the bubble. They cannot, but they could have done... Uh, Technically, they could have left the bubble, but it wouldn't have been no basketball for like... Right. A long time. And who knows what could happen with our contracts and... Yeah, exactly. So it's a business move. It is. But I'm just saying, I don't have the answers. I'm not that person to leave them politically or socially. But they could have had maybe a protest within the bubble. You that know... Was- that was their protest. The boycott was the protest. Uh, they can't. Where they gonna go? Stand outside the bubble. You can't cross the line outside the bubble. You cross the line outside the bubble. That's fourteen days in quarantine. This is prime time money for the NBA. You think they gonna go for that? They could have held press releases. They they do press releases after every game and before every game. But in in that moment of silence and unity, they could have come together. Having a player to speak after a game doesn't hold as much weight as having multiple players, multiple teams come together for one cause and one purpose. So you're saying all of them should have been together in one room? Correct. It, they, they have that power. They have the power. I do like that they're turning their arenas into voting locations. Some are. Some are but they all need to be doing that. But they're not the owners, though. It's the owners. The owners own the arena. The players have power, too. Without the players, the owners were not making their millions and billions of dollars. They have leverage, and I wish they would use it to their advantage. Whether they come together and they... I agree with that, because I do truly believe that it should have been a united front. Because hearing that LeBron had an issue with it after them having a a meeting amongst teams, and I heard LeBron walked out, you know, and I'm like, "This y'all king, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now." But I agree in his frustration because Milwaukee should have notified the other teams so they so that they could have a united front, regardless of them going back. To playing a day later, I still feel like that communication should have happened because it's going to look like 
every other team wasn't on board with it. So they were forced, technically, to get on board. Because now the NBA has all this pressure on. We have Black Lives Matters. They're putting uh, sayings on the back of their jerseys, phrases. Players are wearing shoe, uh, shoes with portraits. Jamal Murray uh, just had George Floyd on his shoes and Breonna Taylor uh, on, her on his shoes as well. So they have all these different things as part of uh, their marketing uh, plan. And if they were to allow these other teams to go ahead and play, it would look real bad on the NBA. Because you have to have that united front. You're right. You're right. So I guess moving forward, they're going to keep playing. Oh, there's no stops. I guess we're going to see LeBron carry another autobiography next week and pretend to read. Mm-hmm. You know the boy ain't got no college education. But at the same token, he does well with articulating himself in public and handling the press. So I will say that. But next time, LeBron, don't act like you're reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. Because the PR stunts ain't cool. This ain't the time to be out here acting like you know what's going on and you for the cause. We know you for the cause, but don't front. Stay true to who you are. Yes. And that's the end of our sports segment. So tonight, I'm low-key hype. We're finally getting ready to see Monica versus Brandy. Everyone's been waiting for it, asking for it. I understand it, but I don't. A 90s beef. Now we're like 20 years later. Almost. True. And people still want it. So. But who who wouldn't want the boy is mine battle? Essentially, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, come on now, Monica and Brandy. There, there's no comparison. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I feel like Monica's a better artist. That's just me, though. I agree, but Brandy's albums are of higher quality. We can sit here and name ten Monica songs off the bat, and she got hits. She does. She has singles. That's that's true. Brandy, not so much. Right. So I think Monica will come out swinging when it comes to the singles that we all know. But if you're like a diehard Brandy fan, you're going to be like, she's winning. Because I can't name five Brandy songs. So you know what I'm saying? Put it down. Have you ever? Mm -hmm. Impossible by Cinderella. One time for the one time. Okay. So that's three. Uh Uh-huh. Almost doesn't count. That's four. Baby Mama. She just dropped it like about a few months ago. That don't count. Okay. We talking about her hits. I think that is a hit. Baby Mama a hit. A chance to rap with? I think. That's not no hit. Two million uh, listeners. That don't make it a hit. What makes it a hit then? It got to be certified by the hood. By the hood. You heard me? We already got our Baby Mama song. By Fantasia. How could we forget I Want to Be Down? 
You forgot that. <laughs> okay. Come on now. Classics. I think Baby Mama gonna be played though. If it does, you can leave that where it's at. <gasps> I told you, Fantasia's B A B Y M A M A. This goes all to all the baby mamas. That's the baby mama. Anthem, you're right. They yeah. cannot be replaced. But Brandy tried though. She tried. So I think she's gonna try again tonight. I don't think she's gonna win it though. I think it'll be close. I can give you Monica, five Monica songs right Spit. now. Daggone. So gone. And she had her own challenge. Brandy ain't never had her own challenge. Come on now. But Brandy had her own 90s wave, though. Monica did, too. No. Everyone wanted to be Moesha. Everyone wanted to have box braids. But see, when Cinderella thing, dropped. Brandy, that's the, that's the difference. Brandy was more marketable. I'll say that one. Because she was able to cross over. Thanks to her mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, did, they did her right. They did. But, you know, Monica... Was definitely, you know what I'm saying, represent for the for the for the woman out there, you know what I'm saying, in the hood. You know. The young lady well, she was only like 14, 15. Yeah, she's her, a little girl. Her content. You're right, her content. Yeah. There's a difference. See? Boom. Brandy was 14, 15. She wasn't as sexualized as Monica. That's true. I give you that one. Because she had to maintain her childhood That's true. role model image. That's true. And that's that's management, her mother. It is. So I think she had a rough time adjusting to adulthood. That's true. I'll give you that one. And she didn't transform with the music with the time. No, she didn't. So she got left behind. Correct. And Monica kept going forward. Yeah. Plus, Brandy had bad luck. You know, I don't want to go into her bag, but, you know. Nah, put it on the table. Talk about it. What's her bag? What? With her marriage? No. Her mm. car accident. Oh, I did not know she was in a car accident. I didn't know. I didn't follow Brandy. I'm sorry. People were killed. Okay. All right. My condolences. That's not what I meant. I apologize. So, she stepped back from the media after a couple of incidents back in the day. Okay. And during that time, while she stepped back, Monica was stepping in. You knew about her relationships with Rocco. You knew when they broke up. You knew when she got with Shannon, when they broke up, you got Monica. back together. You're right. We always knew about Monica's life. Yeah. You know, Momo. Fair enough. You know, but Brandy, not so much. What's Every you time you heard about Brandy, it was always something negative attached to it in the 2000s. She's also known for having a bad attitude on Moesha in the set. So I'm just saying, like. I can believe that. Right. I mean, she she gives off uh, bratty vibes, right? Yeah, you know. So they were in two different lanes. That's true. I give you that one. But back to this Monica top five. So gone, Angela Mine. Should have known better. I feel like I'm missing like two. You two are. Ones. Just one of those days. Yep, just one of those days. Big classic. Big classic. Just zone, right zone, for zone, me. Zone, 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 oh, zone. please. <laughs> zone, 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 zone. Just right for me. Yep, featuring Lil Wayne. Please say the baby. Please say the baby. Any more that you can name? 
For you, I will. Oh, for you, I will. What, what, did we dance that? We danced that at our what? We sure did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Before you walk out my life, slow jam with Usher. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Why I love you so much. Yep. Ooh. Everything to me. Oh, yeah. Fire. So, I mean, come on now. Brandy can't touch that. Brandy cannot touch that. You just named every song that you just named. Had radio play. But like, guess what? Su- like super radio so play. So it's for only like two songs from an album. That's so fine. So I don't think Monica's album is the quality fine. as much as Brandy's are. That is fine. But you know what's quality? Those singles. They and are. What, and what gets played? Singles, singles on the radio. I agree. So you're saying what? Your, your team Momo? Yeah, all the way. Momo. Now and then the 404. Representing ATL to the fullest. Come on now. Okay. You know how it goes. Okay. Now, if Brandy plays Impossible, or matter of fact, any song from Cinderella. That's the only song she's going to sing. She got- Impossible? Because she has the the sign-off of Whitney Houston, and so does Monica. They both they both have Whitney Houston sign-off. Well, according to Brandy, only she has it. But... Obviously. But, but Monica does have the sign-off by Whitney Houston. She does. But I, yes. if Brandy plays Impossible, she automatically wins whatever song Monica puts out. Is that just... Why? Because of Whitney? That was like a phenomenal movie. Yes. But we're talking about music that was on records, not... That was a record. That was... A soundtrack. For You I Will. Let's not now. You gotta be fair. What, Space Jam? There you go. Oh, if that's the case, hey, For You I Will, it goes a long way. So does Impossible. But the moral of the story here is we're both Team Mo. Oh, so no, nah, you sound you were so Team Brandy. Impossible. <laughs> Make up your mind who you rolling with. I want to be down. Yeah. Sitting up in my room. If she plays a couple of those hits, I don't know how I'ma feel. But they're both gonna play songs that we don't know. And all I'm saying is Monica got the bangers. Oof. I feel like Monica gonna win. Monica's a better singer in my opinion. Oh, I have to disagree. Monica's a better singer. After seeing opinion. Brandy, I thought the same. But after seeing Brandy live. We seen Monica we saw, live. We, we saw her live and Monica blew the house. Yes. But after the next year, I saw Brandy live. But, I, but I'm not saying Brandy can't sing. I'm just stating my personal preference. Okay. And I believe that Monica's, Monica can sing better than Brandy. Okay. That's so, just me. So we'll see tonight versus battle. What time? 8 p.m. Okay. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll see. I still think Monica's a better singer than Brandy. <laughs> one time for the 90s. One time for the millennials. Two snaps. We all, we all can't wait to watch it. Hopefully we'll have more. Zone, 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 zone. <laughs> you better stop for Swiss Beats pull up on you now. <laughs> Ain't got no money. <laughs> you gonna waste his time. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have another 90s versus battle. Who would you like to see? Mm, that's a good question. From the 90s. From the 90s. That's tough. I would say I know they're both deceased. They're going on. If they were still living, I would love to see Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls. That's one I would like to see. That is one that is always heavily debated about who's better. 
we all know Tupac has a lot more material than Biggie. A lot more material. Uh, but it's definitely, that's that's one for me I know I would want to see. Okay. You know, and they call it a celebration. So it we'll is. call it a celebration. It is, yeah. Um, but I would definitely love to see uh, Biggie and Tupac. For those who are living right now from the 90s, Hmm. I feel like they should be able to do a group one. Yes. A rap group one. Okay, who? A Tribe Called Quest. Okay. And possibly De La Soul. Really? Okay. But what's interesting is they both come from the same from the same branch. Leaders of the new school. But I feel like they would actually, that would actually be a good one though. Okay. So who would you like to see? So those are like late 80s, 90s. Right. Because Tribe was already out by the 90s. That's true. De La Soul was out late 80s, early 90s. So yeah. So that'd be a good little vibe for Millennial. Mm-hmm. Group wise, I'd love to see Jodeci versus Drew Hill. <sighs> who you got though? That's the real question. <laughs> what do you mean? Who are you taking, Drew Hill? <laughs> Most definitely. Over Jodas? Most definitely. Bruh. That can be for another discussion for another day. Yeah. But thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our dialogue. Once again, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. R.I.P. John Thompson Jr. We appreciate you all joining us for today. Have a wonderful Monday. Enjoy your Monday. Peace.